This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Offside by a mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, Avs fans, welcome to the special edition, we'll call it the State of the Avs, in January, prior to the All-Star break here. Uh, today on the this episode, I guess, we're joined by a special guest, uh, Spencer. Uh, you may have seen him around our Twitter posts and many of the other Hockey Podcast Network Twitter posts, but... He goes by Albert and Hockey Jesus on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, his real name is Spencer. That's correct. Uh, hi. Hello. Um, I guess we might as well get the uh, elephant on the room here. Uh, you love yourself some Kale McCarr like all of us. I do, man. He's, he's phenomenal. I mean, I, I think we all kind of got that, that little bit of special vibe when he, you know, he debuted and scores a goal with Michael Backlund hanging off his back and you're like all right we got something here after this waiting is, for two years right so and you know and you see him now he's he's done what he's done he's he's leading the caller race and he's phenomenal like he's and you know when when he went down like you can see he very much impacts this team like it's mm. not like you know the team is stacked and then losing him it's like all right they did keep chugging along but he still had a noticeable impact in in his you know in lack of impact rather because he wasn't there oh and, yeah 100% um, so you know, he's just, I just think he's special. And uh, I think, I got to think a majority of us think he's special now too. And I'm just excited to watch his career unfold. You know, For sure. Is, it's, it's amazing to be able to watch a guy who's been in the league for like, what, 50 games? Not go, even, right? Like, oh my God, what can happen with this kid? Seriously. But we got some, I don't know, as, as fans of the game, we got some bad news on Saturday and the fact that, David Perron and the entire St. Louis Blues have now made the uh, Central Division All-Star team. Yeah. Uh, so, Kale McCarr gets snubbed. He doesn't make the last man in vote. I tweeted it out. I think it's... Uh, the silver lining to this is the fact that Kale McCarr can rest up again. Because he clearly hasn't been the same since he came back from his injury. You even, you even saw it on Friday night. That right. power play goal McKinnon scores is not assisted by Kale McCarr. Nope. Right? And yep. it's, he's clearly not 100%, or maybe if he is 100%, he just doesn't feel it like in his mental side of the game too. Absolutely. But it's still disappointing. Like we just said, he's, yeah. he's yeah. crushing the Calder race. And we, you know, we, I think we kind of expected, like, you know, we watched Kerfoot hit the rookie wall in his first year after college. And like, I think JT Comfort had it a little bit, you know, not, not too much, but a little bit. And like, I think this is just something we should expect no matter, even though, you know, Kale's obviously very special. Um, it, it was win-win either way. You get him in front of the rest of the NHL fans and the audiences, or he gets this, you know, multi-day break and gets to, you know, rest up some bumps and bruises. And yeah, it's, that's fine. And, uh, you know, as people are probably saying, they're like, this is probably David Perron's last chance. So 
whatever. Not that I'm happy about it, but I, I have a feeling we'll be seeing Kale in multiple All-Star games. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not going to miss too many of them, for sure. Probably, yeah. Probably highlighted a uh, member of the decade. Right, I, like, I think we it's, pointed out on some of the episodes, it's expected that the host team is going to get stacked with yeah. players. Like, when it was in Tampa Bay, what, they had four guys? They had, like, four. The Sharks had, like, four last yeah. year. It's They're always every, every you know, home city they're yeah, going to exactly. get. It's it's how it goes, so it's like it's too yeah. expected. But personally, to me, all the St. Louis fans that were out there getting mad that David Perron wasn't on the roster to begin with, Ryan O'Reilly shouldn't have been on the roster. Probably David not. Perron should have been selected. Ryan O'Reilly should have been last man in. Sure, or just you know Petrangelo or something. I don't know if Petrangelo Maybe. made it because he's actually you know he's doing things like yeah. you know I don't so I don't blame that if. I think it's what it's Bennington, Petrangelo, O'Reilly, and Perron, right? Yeah, Those are yeah, the four. Yeah, it's I mean, a full yeah, line. So my my last men in I voted for were uh, Marner, Tara Vinen, uh, obviously Kale, and then Quinn Hughes. And so mm. I, seeing two of those, like those, I just I did that from the entertainment factor of those like four guys would all be great to see at three on three, even if they're for going sure. like sixty five percent. My four, I went uh, Marner. Uh, Makar, I went uh, Zabinajad, and I went Pacioretty. All, all good picks too. That's, yeah. that's there were definitely picks. some options yeah. on that last man in that was like, uh, why are they here? <laughs> no. Nugent Hopkins, <laughs> Nugent Hopkins, Nugent. Drew Doughty, I think was on there. Oh yeah, was like what? Death yeah. taxes and Drew Doughty being voted in the things he shouldn't be voted in. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is what it is, man. Um, all right. Another, well, I guess, another topic of conversation is the fact that the Avs. First of all, the Avs figured out how to score a goal with an empty net. Yeah. On Wednesday. That's nice. That's a that's a good little. It's it's always good enough to just take that that one point out as much as it was a loser point. It's you know if you were, if you want to lose, you want to do it in overtime. Well, at it's, least in regular season, especially. So, especially in regular season, but it, right. especially the fact that they've pulled their goalie so many times and yeah. been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I mean, got bumped. That's got to be know, like what seven or eight, at maybe least. nine times. So one for eight or nine. Yeah, it's not not the greatest. It's about odds. running like the power play, right? <laughs> no, it's not right. Like the power play and its struggles, man. Just mm. it. I love Bednar, and you know it just seems like the identity of this team really lies at five on five, which is fine because mm-hmm. the majority of the games played out five on five. That's anyway. a good. That's a good thing to have for sure. Right. It is. It's great. And like, it, who who's to say that the power play can't like get hot over a stretch? You know, I think um, like a couple of years ago, the Blue Jackets had the coldest power play in the league for at least like half of it, and then then the rest of the half they clicked at like fifty yeah. percent. Like crazy things. Well, like and and same thing too, right? You if, know, if yeah. it starts clicking in March. That is Man. ideal. Good, yeah. Teams are going to be like, okay, well, we have to be wary about taking penalties. Like they should that, be in, that but... and the fact that you roll into the playoffs and you make yeah. teams pay for the few penalties that you do take. Right. That yeah, is exactly. huge when it comes to playoff hockey. And you know, it just it's so strange because you look at the talent on this power play and you're like, this shouldn't ever not like no. score at least one out of every three opportunities. That, like that's the problem. Oh, man, the Carolina game really like really comes to mind. Just. You know that that's probably what ultimately killed them yeah. is going one for six. Like you right. go two for six, it's a two-two game probably by the end of it, and instead of losing three-one, like you yeah, know, it's a it, point, your point there, it all adds up. Well, and the other part of it is, it's not even like they gain momentum on a lot of power plays. A lot of the time, it's like 
Yeah, we should have just declined that. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, there's, uh, I think, uh, guys like Wyshynski, you throw out, like, if instead of, uh, if we want to increase offense, drop the power play, you give them the option of a penalty shot. And I don't know, I feel like I would take six penalty shots in a game. Oh, my God. And I imagine at least two or three of them go in. (laughs) That would be absolutely bonkers if that was an option in the NHL. You know, McKinnon highlight real goals, like, coming down, bailing down fast, like, some goal is going to be like waiting out and be like, all right, don't don't poop yourself. Don't poop yourself. Just stop. Yeah, it. well, <laughs> so Brett and I were at the uh, Flames and uh, Edmonton game last night. Oh, yeah. So you, oh, wow. So I was I was going to bring that up. Like, you guys saw everything then. Oh, I got to yeah. and that was probably just a killer game. It was, it was yeah. a fantastic hockey game, especially so. if you were on the Flames side of it. But <laughs> that goal McDavid scored, you just, you saw oh, him wind God. up and you're like, oh, yeah, that that's the the poop your pants Jeez. moment. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. Right. And and we all love Nate, and I really do hope he catches him for the Art Ross, but, like, that just, like, McKinnon, sorry, the Max, the both right. Max. Yeah. McDavid is well on his way to his fourth consecutive 100-point season, and I don't, like, know anybody other than the greats that you could bring up that had four straight seasons. I yeah. feel like, I'm pretty sure McDavid's just going to have, like, 10 straight 100-point seasons, and we're just going to, well, yeah, because we're living in it. Like he, He's playing without wingers. Right. Like, we were joking around at the game last night when Cassian was in the box for his 14 yeah. minutes. And oh you're God, like, look at, the excellent, <laughs> look at the excellent goal-scoring winger they're putting with McDavid, yeah. uh, <laughs> Alex Chason, and James Neal. Wow. And both of those guys have tailed off. after. I mean, I don't think Chason particularly started well either, but, you no. know, Neal, Neal was hot after that, like, four-goal game. Chason had a great season but, last year, but he yeah, hasn't really done and, that and this year. Kept him around because of it, you know. Yeah. Um, I... I think of their their GM choices over the summer. I think Ken Holland was probably the best one, and and I think we're just kind of seeing the like this is kind of the leftover roster yeah. that really left them. I think we'll kind of start to see them build something uh, better under Holland in the next couple seasons. Yeah, you'd have to expect some of these draft picks are legitimately going to pan out, opposed to Puli Arvey, where they, he's like Puli Arvey's supposed to be McDavid's winger, and he just right, he never was, became. That. And, and fans wanted him there, but you know it, it's not working out. We already know about that. Yeah. But they do have a couple guys. I I like prospects. I'm not like saying I'm a scout by any means, but like <laughs> they got a couple wingers in uh, Tyler Benson and um, Kaylor Yama. Kaylor Yamamoto is playing now. I'm pretty sure he was probably at the game. Yesterday, he was their first round pick, I think, in 2017. Um, uh, 17. I think it's 17. Yeah. I'll find that um, out right now. Or, or, or actually 2016, I want to say. I, it's it's one of those two years. And then um, they got Evan Bouchard at 10 in that super stacked defense draft in 2018. And <clears> I, I really like him. And um, I actually heard that, you know, when that was after our, you know, 16, 17 season, that was uh, that Alan Heppel was checking out Evan Bouchard hardcore because he lives up in, in Ontario. Alan Heppel's our director of scouting. So he really, really, really liked Bouchard. And he was like, if we pick in that range, this is probably going to be our guy. And, uh, you know, luckily we, you know, the whole 17, 18 season unfolded the way it did. And, you know, we had the, the, the magical double in points from the 48 to 95. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. So when they scooped that kid up, I started to follow him a little bit and yeah, he's, he's not like the best defensively, but I feel like what he lacks in defense he just makes up for an absolutely raw production he's unreal he can shoot the puck he can pass the puck to your tape 160 feet away he's he's like that guy passing to mcdavid should start to scare other nhl fans man like it's not not gonna be a fun time no no so 
Sorry to sorry to steal your thunder there, but yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to drop some drop some K bombs, some knowledge bombs there. Don't blame me. And um, can I ask you guys honestly, being as fans in Calgary, like it must have been a strange time to be like at the playoffs, you know, in the playoff series last year. Like that must have been. I, I hope you were reveling in it. Well, amazing after game two, right? But like, was it was it strange? It was a yeah. well for us first of all because. Right. We got signed, well, if you want to call it that. We got picked up for the Hockey Podcast Network after yeah. that playoff series. The Avalanche, like, nobody expected the Avalanche to necessarily be that kind of team. No, they did not. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about it. Everybody expected goaltending to be the reason the Flames would lose that series. It wasn't. The Avs just outskated right. the entire Calgary Flames. Like They should have won 4 nothing. never mind 4-1. Mike Probably. Smith won them game one. He did. And yeah. Mike Smith is honestly the reason they were competitive for most of that series. But, you know, you you saw the series. Like, but, the Avs were clearly the better team at least, like, 85% of the time. Oh, it was, yeah. It yeah. Was and then for us, for, for us, the fact that we got asked to do the podcast for the right. Avs, like, a couple of months after that series was fantastic timing. That's, and that's okay, right? That's for cool. me, like, For me, being, like, a diehard Leafs fan – at the very yeah. core of things. The fact that the Leafs made that big trade with the Avs oh, man, in the summertime, too. It's just like, oh, man, this is fantastic. Dude, I remember I was going to go to a dentist appointment that day, and I was going to grab some coffee. And, um, I, you know, you see the business tweet. like He's like, Leafs just made a big move. And then the next thing is like, uh, Drager says, Leafs got Kerfoot. And I'm like, okay, there's absolutely no way the Avs just traded Kerfoot to the Leafs like, by <laughs> yeah. himself. Like, Tyson Berry is going back in that deal. And then you get the full details, and I was just like sitting in my car, like in just shock, like this. This really happened. That this is, is amazing. That's a huge deal. Oh, and man. It's, it's that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest trade of the summer. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. This this summer for sure. Big ones like PK. I was at the draft when PK happened, but like awful. You're looking. Like, at it's PK. not a good yeah. trade. Yeah. Right. Like it, this, it's it's an aging PK, and man, is he aging? I I think. I think people don't realize how messed up his back is. Like, I yeah, think maybe. his back is because he had back surgery last year, and you know he he still put up thirty seven points, which is like subpar for PK. But man, like he's got like five goals and like six assists now. I don't even yeah, think he's got it's, like it's it's, it's not good, brutal. man. I think he's got to take some weight off and like you know probably do less powerlifting stuff, which because he's big on powerlifting, he shows Ways. everybody Instagram, but. And he's like he's in great shape, but like man, I in the little bit of time I've ever skated, I've always been surprised at how sore my lower back is. And I'm like, yeah. man, you're a pro player, and you're you messed up your lower back. Like, I play I play goalie. Well, I played goalie dude. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night this week. And you must and be I, standing there. Just I'm like, fi- I'm fine because I play man. goalie. But when I play player for the first time in like months, I, oh my god. You, Feel it, man. Like, and I'm not. I don't really play. Like, I was just messing around skating, and you just come off, and I'm like, ah, yeah. I feel, I feel really old all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that so, first ski trip of the year too. Yeah. Oh first yeah. First ski trip of the year, like I can't even sit on the toilet, man. Like, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> all right. Well, as uh, you know, so and waving. back to the abs. Where, Oh yeah, that playoff series. I want so I want to know. You know, you guys got to see kind of Matt Kachuk at like the height of his powers last night because that's kind of <laughs> being Matt Kachuk, right? You know, it was. I just think it was really impressive because if Matt Kachuk was doing that 
during the playoff series, and Z hadn't leveled him in the second. I think it was the second period of game two. He got him against the boards. Matt Kachuk went quiet after that. I'm yep. pretty sure he had one assist. Like I think if Matt Kachuk had been Matt Kachuk, it 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 would have it they wouldn't the Az wouldn't have lost the series, but I it might have gone more than like four one. I could have been like a four two, maybe even a game seven. Well, yeah, because he's well, we've kind of talked about it this season too with Calgary is the fact that he is the only one that seems to be there every night. Yeah, he and brings it. if he's not there, that whole team doesn't seem to be there. No. And, and that, like you yeah, kind of said, if it, if it was the fact that Z is the one that crushes Kachuk and kind of knocks him out of that series, is that what has to happen was, again for everybody? Because if you look at last night's game, yeah, uh-oh. Cassian never got a piece of Kachuk, aside from ragdolling him like an idiot. It, right? It, it's just a case of, like, Kachuk just had his way with Cassian last night. Where yeah, if Cassian did. drills him, is does he just kind of curl up in a ball. Like I'm I don't I'm not yeah. saying that, but if he disappears after that, it could have been a whole different game last night yeah. alone. Never mind a series. It's like when uh that that Edmonton game where uh Cass nailed Nate like twice right off the bat. Like yep. boom, like right at the blue line and then boom right behind the net. And it's not that Nate was like any quieter that night, but, but I, I mean he goal. So oh boy. you know that was and that was that was the McDavid going off game, which you know Bound to happen against somebody. Of course, it was us. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so and you know, I think that to bring this back, this is kind of like the fans who you know go after Big Z and they're like, he doesn't do anything. He's old school. He just hits people and that's it. Like, I I don't know how we can go back to that opinion after that playoff series and visibly seeing what he did to Matt Kachuk in that he straight up erased him, man. Just yeah, deleted him. Like you, if Matt Kachuk's in that series, it's significantly harder you know and and he wasn't he just wasn't a factor right uh, i'd even i'd even point at the what two or three weeks this season where zadorov was an absolute beast playing d right. on the top lines of every team he played yeah and and we know he can still be that guy it just it waxes and wanes and like yeah. he always starts slow and you know you you don't want that to some extent but me personally i all, all games are worth two points, but, like, I'm not really pumping for, like, the abs to, you know, go win every game in October and November. Like, that's just not... If you're, if you're not, like, 35 and 5 after your first 40, you could easily, that, like, be out in the first yeah. round of playoffs if you're just awful in March and April. That, and you could host, but you could also play 500 hockey, and then by the time you get there, you're not challenged and that other team had to scratch and claw after January 2nd. Do we Do we like, really – we don't need to go very far right. back to see that. Tampa Bay so, Lightning, right? Tampa yeah. Bay, exactly. And, uh, you know, Columbus, that one year they won 16 in a row, they played 500 hockey the rest of the way. And I think they got – they didn't get blown out in the first round, but they, they lost. Like, I think they lost to the Penguins. And it was – that was before Artemi Panarin. So that was, you know, it was a little ways back. But, like – if you're gonna back into the playoffs in this league, it's it's gonna bite you. Like it, there's so much. We're, we're citing series from like two, three seasons ago over the past, you know, several years, and yeah. it, it's always happened that way. So exactly, that's, right. That's so kind of like what we were saying earlier about the Avs power play. If it gets hot in March and April, that's right. perfect timing. It's just like if, if the team gets hot, you obviously yeah. want to like keep yourself in the race up until then. And the way the Blues have been playing lately, it's kind of distancing distancing it them is. from the rest of the central division. But at the same time, you go look at the Atlantic, 
Boston was absolutely destroying that Atlantic division. It's only like a six-point lead right now, or maybe eight. Yeah, you know? like it was, and that's because Tampa's won ten in a row, and they're still six points back. Yeah, like can you believe that? It's... But at the same time, it's like it's not completely unfathomable to think that Boston could lose that lead. No, it's not. not so as long all. as you're in striking distance, as long as you're within ten points when it comes to the big time hockey games late in the season, I think right. you're fine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, everyone's like, you know, we have six games in hand. Well, you first of all, you got to do something with six games. Second, you got to assume that no team ahead of you wins anything. Yeah, like it, it's games in hand. It's it's like a it's. It's kind of like a mirage, I guess. That's it's you know you gotta you gotta do something with those, and you gotta hope that other teams don't. And that's just not the reality of most nights here. So we're sitting right now. We're sitting in third. I just looked, and uh, Dallas is um, tied with us, or at one point. Ahead. Yeah, one point ahead. Yeah. Games played. Both both played forty five games. So I mean, we gotta we play them on what on Tuesday, and Tuesday. Uh, you know that's gonna be an important game, and we gotta pick it up. Um, I think they got the Sharks on Thursday, and then I don't know who else. But, you know, having only, you know, that win against New Jersey out of the last, you know, the road trip, and then I think they kind of backed their way into that road trip, too. It's, you know, this is the midseason sag. I really hope yeah. it, it starts to clear up soon. And this week, this homestand would be a great time to do it right before the All-Star game. Yeah, you right. Into the game with that, that confidence that's great. And, uh, I mean, you, you'd go in with a loss or two, like, it's... It's, it's going to stew and it's going to fester. It's right. it's just not good, right? Well, and it's right. such a slow part of our schedule here, too. Yeah. So I think we have, what, like 10 games in pretty much a month here? Yeah. yeah. So, that, you know, it's, it's slow. It's a good chance for recovery. And also, we've, like, covered a majority of our road games already. So I'm pretty sure, like, it's it's not essentially smooth sailing, but they have this, you know, I think they have a lesser record at home than on the road. They gotta, they gotta flip that. They gotta mm-hmm. start, you know, winning games at home. Like we gotta make the Pepsi Center really hard to come and play in in, in the playoffs. And it's, I don't think it's that right now. It's not that level. It's not game three, absolutely electric, crazy atmosphere there. Yeah. It, it will be. I hope down the stretch, you know, they start winning three, four, five, six games in a row at home. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna start seeing fans come out, and you're gonna start hearing the place get loud, and you're gonna see less opposing fans. Like, you know, yeah, that's that. that- Pittsburgh game on Friday I was had a friend unreal. at that game and she told me she's like I had never seen so many Pittsburgh fans there and I'm like Pittsburgh's not even that good <laughs> well so, this, so as a Leafs fan every time I go to a Flames Leafs game it's half and half almost. oh yeah it's like 60 40 Flames and Leafs like it just it seems like it's half and half you expect that with a team like Toronto yeah. I don't expect Pittsburgh to travel like that no I expect you the Blackhawks to travel like that I expect the Rangers to travel like that I don't expect Pittsburgh to travel like that at all. Yeah, it's the rule of them is like Canadian teams and the original six. And yeah. that's, that's I went to a, a Leafs Sharks game way back in when Austin Matthews came through for his rookie year, and uh, that that was about half half too, like at the Shark Tank. So, it's insane, man. You know, it's, it, it is it, insane how many fans yeah. the Leafs have. Leaf, Leaf fans travel. I was actually I was driving my girlfriend's house and I saw a, a Leaf sixty seven license plate. Like it was <laughs> that was the actual, and Jeez. I was like, that's insane. So. It, I, could, I couldn't imagine because that's right, the thing like up, up here it's like wearing any hockey jersey in canada right. is fine like right everybody yeah. knows but like i picture especially in like la and stuff or like it's, wherever it's like wearing a hockey jersey people are like what is that it's it's a unicorn man it, <laughs> i mean people people know 
who they are and who like who the Kings are. And I think the Kings have this weird little rivalry brewing from uh, their playoff series with the Golden Knights. And it's like the Vegas versus California teams has been really interesting. But uh, like, yeah, other than that, no, it's it's not it's just not as common. Like, have you had the chance to go to a Vegas game yet? I have not. I have been to – so I went to Vegas for their prospect thing that they did. And believe it or not, like this is the year after their inaugural season. The the Vegas fans showed out for their prospects. Like Dude, these are kids that are coming out. It was it was crazy. It I was, was blown away. We went that first season with one of the Flames games. Yeah. The Flames strips. Yo, it yeah. was absolutely bumping, and it hasn't it's, changed, I don't think. Right. It is it has, unreal there. It's never dropped off. And, you know, I don't think it will for the foreseeable future because they're – well, they're good. They got a good squad. They're underperforming right now, but I think they—they're. Uh, I think they're still a good squad. Like, okay, I like. I think as long as they're not like a bottom five team, they'll be fine. And they won't be. I think they're first in the Pacific. Yeah. Or they uh, were. Yeah. Their Flames are first after right, last the night. Now, yeah. So it's like the Pacific is really like it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It's, it's a mess, but it's also pretty much just three teams. Dude, yeah. I didn't even have like the Blues really. in first. Well, before. Yeah, I, as like a pre, I had a pre central like thing I was gonna end up publishing, and I ended up not doing it. But I didn't even have the Blues in first, so I, I was being really mean to them. I actually had the Preds winning, and look at how friggin' flipped that is now. Yeah, yeah. like totally opposite. So I, I just thought Nashville was the best central team on paper, and then I thought we were at like no worse. Than well. And pretty right about the abs like we're we're right up there uh, but dallas dallas just doing weird dallas things man it's this this division is just we it's the thunderdome man for sure it's it's i still expect everybody. at least four teams coming to the central for playoff time oh yeah yeah uh, yeah i guess i meant four teams in the pacific like yeah you got vancouver and Edmonton there but i still don't think vancouver's doing anything I, I don't think they'll do anything. I think Vancouver could make the second wild card spot because they they made enough to, you know, alter the team for the better, I guess, over the summer. The only thing I would question is the Michael Furlan signing right after they pick hmm. up, you know, Pod Colson. But like I, I think they have a decent squad. Like JT Miller has been like close to a point per game for them. Like he's been That trade looks yeah. so good. It was weird. Like at, when I was at Rogers, Vancouver fans were like Jim, why are you giving up your first, buddy? Like yeah. uh, oh, that was a stupid trade on paper, right? And but like I was like, here's the deal: if you guys do make the playoffs this season, nobody cares about that first round pick. No, you right. just don't. It'll be 16 or lower, and it's fine. And and it probably will be for them. I think they'll probably be a one and done. It'll be 16 or lower. Tampa gets another pick, whatever. Like yeah. Tampa's own pick is probably lower than that one. So yeah. it's you know I don't think. And they they could flip it like some teams like call Tampa like hey what are you, what are you gonna do they they move it around or something and and ends up being like a bad pick and it's whatever you know that's that's the beauty of the draft it's literally so many balls up in the air and like if one of them drops this is the outcome if another one drops this is a different it's 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 insane man for sure we so, have a little bit of an internal group chat about that with in in the <laughs> hockey podcast network with all the yeah. lottery teams right now. I would and seeing people throw up their draft lottery like selection screenshots it's, are just really... somebody somebody threw one up and it was the Oilers winning first pick and we're just like oh my god oh, this can't happen like this right. can't. <laughs> it's it's like 
I think the only three teams I don't want to see get a first are the Habs, the Oilers, and the Devils. Like, just don't want you. I don't want to see them get first overall. The Devils can't. They don't have Taylor Hall anymore. Right. I hope not. I hope that's how this works. Because I would be really sad if they just replaced uh, Hall with, with Laugh. And right. that's, that'd be silly. I would cry. They'd still find a way to lose, though. I, yeah, I hope I would hope so. Like, you know, it would be two years away from being at least two years away. <laughs> God, man. Uh, we, are, we have wound our way through this labyrinth of, of words and Avs history and, and mm-hmm. hockey and whatnot. All right, maybe maybe we do a reset. We we find another topic. Uh, or one something. thing I wanted to kind of touch on is the fact that the Rocket Richard Trophy race is just like absolutely insane. It's crazy because man. Nathan McKinnon is only like six goals behind behind Pasta, right? Pasta. Him and Oak tied. I think yeah. as far as I remember, they both have twenty six. And it's like pa- Pasta was just so good early in the year. That it seemed like nobody was ever going to come close catching him. Matthews gets within one, and then all of a sudden he goes and shoots off for a hat trick, and you're just like, Are you right. seriously? Right. But at the same time, I didn't expect four or five guys to be within six goals. Me neither. And at but, 40 you know, games in, you look at these guys and we're like, Yeah, I could. Those I could... those guys that are in it, 100. percent I expected Drysaddle to be up there too. Oh which yeah, which he is. I mean, yeah, he pushed for it last year. I like. It, it seems weird that I think uh, Dry is going to hit 100 points, but he probably won't hit 50 goals this year. It's not to say he can never do it again. Like I think he'll probably do it again. I think like, so. He's, he's good. Um, and and when you're playing with Connor McDavid, it's, it's not going to hurt really. So you you, know. you should get a lot more assists if you're playing with Connor McDavid. Sure, exactly. And especially McDavid in like recent years, it looks like he's willing to shoot more. Mm-hmm. Hence that. Like, he had that in the beginning of the season. He had this, like, you know, that between-the-legs goal against the Stars. And everyone's like, what the frick just happened? Like, yeah. he, he had the puck. He put it in. Oh. Oh, it's in. Oh, All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beat, beat Dobby, you know, glove side on the far. It's just it's, – he's, he's, he's a human cheat code. Like, it's, it's yeah. so – I think the uh, biggest thing for him, like, and his kind of evolution over the past, I don't know, year and a half, it's just they kind of mentioned it on the broadcast yesterday in the Flames Oilers game. It's just like his net front, like poise now. Yeah. Like he always used to get there, but he didn't always score. Now if yep. he gets there, he's gonna score. Yeah. Like yeah. you see the goal he scored last night. The guy's hauling butt going down he's, the ice, and then I, just I had beautiful to like move. Rewatch that goal just to see what he, I thought he went like he faked backhand, went forehand, went backhand. No, he like he went backhand and then he pulled it forehand and like tucked it. And I was just like, "Right, are you freaking kidding me, man? Like, It was gross. And then we're sitting there that. watching Jeff yeah. Ward throw out Lucic every time he's on the ice. And we're just like, right. are you ser- seriously? Right. <laughs> I, I just, watching that live must have been like, you, you see it once and you're just like, okay, I know the puck went in, but what the hell just happened? Well, yeah, yeah. so that's the thing with live versus watching it on TV is you yeah. can watch the wind-up start. Right. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, well, I mean, you, oh, no. Right, you guys probably saw him coming down. You're yeah. Like, this is, this, well, when you're like us, right, when you've been – and you just know, you're like, this is going in. Yeah. It's, Which it's, it's, it, Avs fans get the same pleasure watching Nathan yeah, McKinnon. I was going to say. Like, Every now and then. Like, you're like, all right, he's got – oh, he's barreling down. Oh, that breakaway on – yeah, this is going in. How many times have we talked about it where the Avs look asleep and Nathan McKinnon's just like, yeah, guys, hop on my back. We're good. 
Oh, man. Right? That's why the whispers of MVP oh, are yeah. sitting there, right? Better, well, better turn those whispers into shouts, man. So right. I, think I, I saw it. I'm not going to take credit for this, but I, I saw it on Twitter. I believe it was last night. What does Nathan McKinnon have to do to win the heart over McDavid? I think he's got to beat him out in the if, Rock. If, if I, they both make the playoffs, obviously. Because if McDavid I, and the Oilers miss the playoffs, we know that's the NHL. They, he's out. He, I think if McDavid has like 116 points, Nate has to have like 120. Like it, it's really got to come down to that. And I hope to God that happens. I hope we see like three or four or five hundred point scores again. That'd be fun. Nate's really got to like – if, Nate's got to like take God mode and go into like Im- immortal, like unkillable God mode, like and just be like, "I see you, McDavid, but this is mine." If we like, don't see at least a handful of hundred point guys, the NHL would have just tightened up so fast. McDavid's at seventy one. McDavid right, and Drysdale's at seventy. We're halfway through the season, right. he's he's like on pace for like one hundred and thirty five freaking yeah. points or something. Like it's. Like he's he's unreal. He's like what Pasternak's probably on pace for sixty goals. Easy passes like it's like sixty. I I mean the last sixty goal score was was Stamkos or and then yeah. I think before Zovi and then I I don't think there's been a, that many six goal scores in the last ten to fifteen years even. So for sure, yeah. yeah if, I I started like watching uh, Pasta his rookie year in Boston because I was uh, going to school out there and like I didn't see it right away. But then I saw him his second year, and he just looked bigger. And I still remember him like he he threw a hit on Dan Girardi, and he got suspended for two games for boarding him. And I was like, that was just an immediate change there. And then obviously, since he's been on that top line, you you know they've been the other top line. It's us and them, like you know, right? So it's Pasternak is on pace for sixty two point four goals. Right. Yeah. We're just we're just this is we're so privileged and lucky that we just get this era of phenomenal hockey. Like oh, and right. just players and did you like, happen the, to catch that uh after mcdavid scored his goal against the leafs there did you happen to catch that tweet of like the mario lemieux breakaway goal that kept floating around i don't think i did i saw the interview where he's like you know it's great to come to toronto and it's great to leave toronto but i didn't i didn't see that uh so I people were people were like blowing it out of proportion like oh this might be the Best goal ever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you guys are insane. It's a and great goal. Somebody tweeted out this Mario Lemieux goal, and he literally is dragging a guy from blue line to goal line. Like, offensive, well, I guess their defensive right. blue line to yeah. the goal line. Guys, like, hooking him, holding him. Probably took, like, five penalties, <laughs> yeah. six penalties in today's game. Right. And Mario Lemieux just shells it, and you're just like. Right, and, and your key phrase there is today's game, and we just know that the game Back then, it was just a little different. Man, and, it was so you know, ridiculous. And, like, anytime it, anybody talks about, like, oh, man, hockey's not even close to what it used to be. Uh, yeah, it's better. 100 times better. You're right. It's it's cool. And, and <laughs> like, here's, here's the deal. I think everyone who wants to say we need to get fighting out of the game, first of all, it'll just – it'll never happen. Like, you can't put 10 guys being paid millions of dollars with high stakes on a surface – that is enclosed with boards and everything and not expects a certain level yeah. of physicality. Plus last night you see it. The flames and Oilers clearly dislike each other. Like oh, yeah. where, like that's, that's one of the few games we probably have today that you still got some hate in that game. Yeah. But you, you kind of brought it up earlier. You have San Jose, LA. Yeah. And Calgary and Edmonton. San Jose, LA is kind of, kind of dying out. It's kind more of San Jose, Vegas. Like Vegas is really the, the catalyst of all this. Now. Yeah. Like 
California. Sorry, that's what I meant. San Jose Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah so. And it, even then, it's it's more Evander Kane, Ryan Reeves. Yeah. And, than it is and, the teams. Yeah. Right. But, like, for – and it used to be Washington, Pittsburgh. It just that feels like – I don't know. We just haven't seen a whole lot of that used this year. Used to be Vancouver, Chicago. Yeah, Vancouver, Chicago. Um, it's it's still it's technically I, I look at us in Chicago. It's not as big or as as big a stage, but you know we don't necessarily like Chicago. You yeah. know, it's not not like a good time to see half the Pepsi Center be Hawks fans and then make sure they're leaving after the end of a seven three game. Mm-hmm. You know, but like yeah. the Flames Flames Oilers just seems like right now. Like I I can't wait for that series and just over the next two seasons. Like that's that's. Like it, you're not not gonna get brawls. Every like Darnell Nurse is gonna try to probably punch out Sam Bennett if I'm Sam Bennett's he's gonna like, you know that's it's not just the way that I feel like Canadians expect hockey to be played a little differently than the Americans, but like it's just also like I hate to use the culture word, but it's just it seems like it's the culture. Like it's just you know and and that's like a to me it's a it's a beautiful thing. Like the I, I was uh, I, I said something on Bob McKenzie's pod when he still had it. I was like, you know, the sport is it's beautifully violent, and that's that's really the grace of it is how fast these guys move, how quick their moves are in tight in tight spaces, and how you know if somebody gets hit that you don't agree with, you you're probably going to see a fight at least in over there. Like now, it's it's less likely to happen because we've taken the fighters out of the game, which. To me, that's fine. Like I'd rather see two hockey players go at it. Exactly. I don't. Two- I don't need to see stage fighting. I don't need to see oh. Brian McGratton fight <laughs> another Brian McGratton. Like I don't need to see that. I. I love Brian McGratton. Big right. Aaron is a beauty. Yeah, he but is. watching like, uh, I don't know Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves, watching those guys fight. Matthew because, Kachuk, if he actually drops the mitts, right. casting to a point, right? Like yeah. watching a hockey player that can actually play hockey get his frustration out, right? What? Why did I not bring Nazem Kadri? Right. There's Naz, nothing Naz, wrong with that. Naz has gotten worked a couple times, but you know, and and I didn't, I didn't mind the fact that he worked over Lindgren. I do kind of wish that um, it, it did to me. It felt like he, and I love Naz. I want to be honest, like, but it felt like he kind of jumped him a bit, and I'm like, I don't. Like, I thought it was a clean hit at first, too. Like, I just thought it was, you know, shoulder to the chest, and that's where uh, Don Squid's head snapped back. But, you know, we saw the replay, and it did look like he got a little bit more head than than I thought he did. So I'm I'm okay with Naz doing that. And I at first, I thought he was tossed. Like, I thought he got a game misconduct. I was like, all right, he's gone. Well, I wish he hadn't done that. And it turns out he just got, like, 17 minutes of penalties. I'm yeah. like, all right. Fine, fine. I can live with that. Like as long, as long as he's not gone. Like I don't ever want to see Naz like tossed from a first period of a game. Just like, ugh. right. He's he. I uh, we did. Joe brought him in to do that, and I and I totally understand that, and I respect that. I and I do want him to have a little bit of that that edge. I I just I hope it, it slash wish it's it's really up to the refs. Like I just don't want it to result in him being tossed from a game because he's like he's an important top six member despite his you know a little bit little bit slower lately but he's 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 our center man he's our second line center we need him yeah we it's you know not having him around it 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 was as noticeable when we didn't have him in the lineup either like it's well right we're we're really these guys it was like it was pretty noticeable in that game like it's unfortunate that he got all those penalty minutes yeah but you could tell you know like especially having don scoy out because of the injury and then having kadri out for that extended period of time it was like oh no 
we're running out of depth here and running kind of three point yeah. three lines, right? So right, and that's where they. I think that's where they made it from uh, 02 to two o two two. Sorry, the Rangers tied it up. So it's yeah. it was. A, I think that was a pretty critical momentum change there. And you know, it's if we'd had them, I'm not saying that wouldn't have happened, but I, the chances are probably a little bit lower. And you know, that's that's really what it's all about is. Less, it's, less it's, it's still one of those things to me, and you see it in that game, you see it in the Flames-Oilers game. Rather than uh, necessarily just instigating a fight or whatever, just go lay the guy out. Yeah. Right? No, and he, uh, what I've noticed him hitting this year, he's he's awesome. He's laying the body constantly. Like, you know, it, I'll, I sometimes I miss it, but then, like, he'll be credited in the game with, like, three hits, and I'm like, great. Like, it's, we got you. Got you to hit and score goals. Like, that's... You know, and he's he's doing both. You know, pretty pretty decently so far. Um, so I I just hope that continues. Um, I don't want to. I, I feel like I'm totally taking up all this airtime here, and we're already 45 minutes in. Which, or, or I guess that's on our side. We're probably like 40 minutes into your recording. Maybe we probably look more towards like the future for the Avs. I guess shift it back. Sure. So yeah, I mean, look before we got. So we got four games all at home. Before sorry and sorry to hijack probably your shtick too, but got four games at home. We got Dallas, San Jose, St. Louis again, and then Detroit. We wanted we want to hope for four for four, obviously, but <laughs> realistically, I think I, I want to say they go two for four with an OT loss, and I think that OT loss is going to be to St. Louis. Every That's, time uh, I predict things. It goes horribly, horribly wrong. Right. And, uh, and that's why we're keeping it small sample here. It's only four games. Yeah. Um, you know that St. Louis game is going to be extremely uh, high tempo and like it's it's, it's so important and it's rough. And plus, we just we just crushed the Blues. Right. You, you booped them like you, you you know that and that wasn't like and it, it was close like through the first period and that was pretty much it like that it, they pulled away the ads did what they had to do and. I'm really glad. I was really encouraged to see that at home, and uh, you know, like that, just to come out against St. Louis like that, because right. like the last time we really had that great of a win against them was, you know, April 2018, for right. the, when like Sam Gerrard's first season, getting that that first goal, last minute too, and like they just ran right through St. Louis after that. But it was St. Louis has just kind of dominated us since then for better part of almost two seasons. So I I really hope that I'm wrong and that that OT win, it, OT loss becomes an OT win or a regulation win. I'll, I'll take either. Yeah, that's – I was going to – they if they don't go 2-2, two and two, I'm going to be pissed. Right. At least two – you're hoping 2-1-1. One and one. So like it, I'm – yeah, like I'm hoping 3-1. and one. Right. And, we, and you obviously sure. want to hope I, – like I want to hope. Four and zero. Oh. Like, well, yeah, like you have San Jose and Detroit in these two games. Like that, I think I think they can beat both of those. I think Dallas is another toss up. I've, and, said, I've uh, said it before. Like those are trap games if you're playing well, but they're not playing well. So you have to go into those two games against San Jose and Detroit and just right. pop them. And again, they did just lose in overtime, so that's more encouraging than you know losing in regulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that's, it's a step up. Maybe they're taking that next step uh, against Dallas, and that. That. It's just part of what's scary is the fact that Rannon's looked invisible. Yeah. Kadri on the offensive side of the game has been pretty cool. Uh, Donskoy and Burakovsky really cooled off yeah, as well. Yeah, right? So it's just like it, – it's Right. 
it, it's tough to be super optimistic, especially yeah. especially how they've been playing. But they gotta go into this four game set and pull out at least two. Pro, they gotta pull out at least six points. I think. Right. Uh, yes, I, I'm shooting for five. Honestly, with the way they played lately, five would be. Yeah. Five to me is is a win. Don't, six you make, don't six makes you real happy going to that. Six makes you really happy. Seven or eight, and you're you're rolling in money. Like it's it's you know it's I I really my only bone to pick with Burkowski is I wish he would just shoot more. Like it feels like he's so tentative, and he's been passing up a lot of shot opportunities lately. And he's I'm like got such a good release. Well, and right? I think like, buddy, we, he's probably got a top three release on the team. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Top two, like. I, like buddy shoot the puck like i've seen him bomb one timers for the caps like i'm like where where is that i think you uh know? i think a big part of burakovsky too is just like he's one of those players that plays totally off his confidence yeah and when he doesn't have confidence he does not shoot the puck and he's, hot, and, he's hot and he's on you notice him and when he's off he's he's a ghost and, yeah you know i i mean i hope he gets his confidence back at least one of these games like a goal a goal is like oxygen to a goal scorer like he just gets one and then before you know it he's got five in four games 100 like percent. and he did that earlier in the year right yeah. like yeah. he, he got like the that. game winner against i think it was washington right his well his first game was no it was, it was boston oh yeah boston then, right and then the ot winner against arizona that that game after right and then he had that amazing two goal game in florida and it, we just had that nasty release like right by the circle right and he, Bob's glove side. That was like to me. That was like his goal. I was like, oh man, like you know, you're like, ah, oh, we did okay here, right? Like, yeah, like so, two inch spot to shoot the puck, right. and that's the way oh, he can shoot it, right? So, yeah. and then he made that pass over to Nate because he created that space from his shot in overtime, and he just had that lane. He hit Nate, and Nate had a he had a bad floor game, right? And then he he buried that one, right? Like that's how they ended up coming away with those two points. Like it was, dude. I just I want to see more of that. Like it just for whatever reason. I like I think we knew about Naz coming in like Naz mostly creates for himself like we I, I I'm not saying he's selfish because I like when people are like he can't really pass the puck I'm like I I've seen him make some pretty sweet passes like he I, definitely uh, he he's a sneaky pass. good passer but sure. but like you know he had that uh before he got suspended last year I watched he passed one in Nylander who went in the clear, but he was like in the defensive zone. He was all the way across the ice and he hit him with like a 140 foot pass, like right on the tape in stride. I'm like that dude, like, I don't know people saying he can't pass. Like this guy can, he can do it all. Like yeah. he can, but you know, lately, right. His last, his last time was blown up for that. Those two goals against St. Louis and that, you know, that, that shot is really what I'm like, you know, Ooh, like, ah, you know, that's, that's, I think it's all of our favorite part is goals, man. Like everybody wants to see goals for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just want to get these guys going, man. Like I don't, and and you know I'm I'm a big big proponent of trades. Like I just I love trades. I, I haven't I haven't brought that up, you know. But like I just I I don't know if there's any trade we could make right now that would make us better. It's I think it's really got to come from inside. And again, I I love them, but like a Tyler Toffoli or Chris Kreider, it would not it, it wouldn't really fix whatever's going on here right now like they got to fix that first before they they look outside and i think they will eventually look outside i think you know february's around the corner here we're gonna start seeing scouting names ramp up and oh, start sure. some movement and and it'll be like a waterfall when the first drop goes everything's gonna everything's gonna you know come undone and the market will set itself um 
And I do I do expect after the deadline day, I I think we're gonna have at least one new face, if not two. Um, so we'll see. But I mean, I hope we're not backing into that stretch. Like I I can't mm-hmm. imagine will, but I like I'm looking at February. The first six games in February are Philadelphia is a good team. Um, Buffalo, you know, we can beat Buffalo. Ottawa, Columbus. Minnesota, that's a and that's a road trip, and then our first game at home before the uh, the well two games before the stadium series is Ottawa. Like that's your first six games in February. Like that's that should be good. Like you should right. you should if you like we're talking about you know winning these last for the All Star break. You do that, your confidence is high. You're coming out and you're on that road trip, and who knows? Like we could just have this ten game stretch here where we come out like at least I'd say seven and three. And, right. and then you're feeling, you're feeling pretty good. You're riding pretty high for the rest of February. Like, so we we all got to like it's all up to them. Ball's in their court. It always has been. And uh, you know, I don't think it's for lack of effort. I just think that you know they're we're taking baby steps now. Like the the loss regulation loss. Okay, that happened. We go to OT loss. All right, let's get a, maybe OT win. It might be ugly, and it might be a really ugly win against Dallas. Like I I hope you know even a win is a win. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how. Well, that's how it. It, it. We've we. I think we talked about it earlier in the year where it's a win is a win, but against certain teams, it can't just be a win is a win, right? Yeah. And I think Landis Cog said it too after Friday's game where he said, "Enough of the like moral victories. Enough of the glass half full games. It's right. You got to get the two points. Right. There's been too many of these games where you're like, well, I mean, at least we got this." You know, maybe we didn't get a save here, didn't get a save there, whatever. But you can't have that. It's it's two points or not. Right. But against a team like Detroit, you can't just like you can't win three two on a late goal or something. Like, right, it just can't happen. And and to be honest, like our goalies were great up until I, just after Christmas. Here, it seems like they've they've kind of sagged a little bit, and that's they've become as expected. Right, the, like uh, we we said it on last episode, like on uh, Thursday's episode. Nobody yeah. expected the Avalanche to have goalies that were Hall of Fame caliber this year. No. Nobody no, did. They are what they are right now. They right. were really good to start the year, and everybody got kind of used to it. Used <laughs> to it. And then all of a sudden, oh, they became the middle of the pack. Goal. Like, well, nobody expected Frankie to be as good as he is. No, but, you know, and, and his, his small, like, two games last year, he was, like, a 9-22. Yeah. He lost both games. Like, that's isn't that silly? Like, he, he stopped, like, all those shots except for, um, what should, he stopped all those shots except for that, that Brad Richardson, like, floater in Arizona, and that's how, like, Arizona won the game, like, 6-4. Yeah. So, uh, It's his yeah. favorite thing to do is let in a squeaker or two. Right. Normally, normally it's one. You look at Pittsburgh on Friday. That's two, and it's a, yeah. it's a loss, right? It's, yeah. But at the same time, he's he's played way better than expected, in my opinion. Grubauer, yeah, Grubauer has played as expected to me, and yeah. it, it's it's good. not just that the team the, t- the twenty guys in front of him got to be better, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. going into the break, they better be better. Right, and and it just it also seems like you know if. If they're gonna get together, the they're gonna do like we need both both things to be going. We need the goalies to be going, and we need you know the scares to be going. Like this is just like I said, these next ten games, you got five at home and you got five on the road, and then you're pretty much home heavy the rest of the year. Like it's this is the time to do it. Like yeah, it's it's not 
I'm not going to say it's, it's soft, but it's not like impossibly difficult. You know, it's not, it's not like right. trying to go track down the Metro and do like a five game roadie there. It's, 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 it's manageable. It's a hell like, of a lot easier than right. what our def, uh, December was like. Oh, and absolutely. late November, right. It was pretty busy schedule and December, lots of, yeah. lots of travel and four game weeks all over the place. Right. December December was a tough month actually you know it, I think I think they came out uh, over 500 but man like you got to clean it up we got to clean it in January and uh, I mean we got we got four games left in January and then our next game is Philly February 1st so right like my view on our situation right now is like it definitely by a lot of means it could be worse oh and for sure. I think it's an advantage obviously that we're we're sitting in that top three. And we haven't been playing the best hockey. Um, I think there's, you know, like we've kind of already been saying, like this mm-hmm. this next five games are like a, a pretty big, going to be a pretty big indicator of, you know, how we finish the rest of the season. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's just like you got a chance here. You're You're not, you know, out of the game by any means. We know that we can play better. So oh, yeah. I, I feel like our situation could be a hell of a lot worse. And mm-hmm. it's all just a work in progress. You know, like last year, same kind of thing around this time of year. We we're having our little bit of a lull. Man, that was, uh, that was, that was, a, that was a long lull. A lot yeah. of a lull, yeah. Right. That was, that was the 617 and 6 stretch. Exactly. That was, uh, that was tough. And then the team pulled together, you know, late in the right. season and had an in- insane, like, 11 game run at the end of the year. I, you know, I think, and I think we got to also be fair to them. Every season for the past two years, since the uh, like since the obviously terrible season, they have been like gangbusters down the stretch. And right. The the first year, to me, uh, first year that was it was a really big part of actually what Varley did, and he played twenty one straight games, and he went you know thirteen, pretty sure it's thirteen uh, five and three, and yeah. you know that was that like I don't think they would have made the playoffs if that didn't happen. Um, but last year, I mean, you know, that was after that. 617 and 6 like i think it was like this late december and then january february um in march right remember they just it took off yeah and that was also a combination of the west was very bad like i don't think we've seen the west be that bad forever and that's also why you know no one will ever say st louis uh did this because the west was bad they'll always say they were in last place on new year's day and then they were in like first place in the west and they won the cup and all that like no one's ever gonna say the West was so bad that we made it with 90 points. Like it's yeah. right. that team. So, and we didn't back in, right. We, you know, we, we got hot in March and then April and, you know, you kept it going, but like, I, I'd, I'd really like to see them pick it up soon because this is just a way better team than they've had in the past two years. And, you know, they're, they're just way deeper and they have the talent. Like the guys have showed us that they have that talent and, you know, I just, I, I want to see it. I want to see it soon. I really want to see it. Probably no later than like our stadium series game against LA. Like if there is a potential turning point in the next month, I think that game is going to be it. And I hope like after that we're talking like they're they're winning a lot more than they're ever you know dropping games. Right. So I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. All uh, right, guys. I was going to say on that note, uh, this has been wow. a pleasure. Yeah, it was great. I. Seriously, greatly appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much. Remember what I said before awesome. we started? It's just going to end up being an hour. And it I, almost made exactly it. Exactly what you said. And I, <laughs> I was 
I was, and I'm not even a huge football fan, but I was almost itching to go watch uh, the Texans that are playing. Well, the I just saw it's. Do you want to know what the score is? I think it's 24 7. Yeah, I just, sure. I just saw so, that flip up on my yeah, Twitter. Yeah, go feed check here. it out. Uh, so, well, you do that. Enjoy your football. We're going to go so, record yeah. the Hockey Podcast Network so episode now. That, man. Appreciate it, guys. Again, pleasure. Thanks a lot. Uh, Super appreciate it. You know, we'll be in touch. For sure. Always. So, yeah. And again, if you ever want to do this again, just let me know. Yeah. I'm I'm more than sure. happy to. I appreciate appreciate you guys having you know the time to let me on here. So again, right, this is Spencer. Uh, great. At McWinnon yep. on at Mc, like McKinnon with the W. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so go give him a follow. Uh, he's a pretty popular guy on Twitter. I saw. Yeah, I'm streaming. I my Twitter my Twitter started off with like a thousand things I followed. I don't know how. I don't know why. But <laughs> it's only grown since then. So well, yeah, I'm I'm embedded in all of hockey Twitter. You somewhere. have to show so, us the way here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, and it was a pleasure. Nice. Yep. Anytime. Thanks for having me again. Really appreciate it. See you guys around. Sure. Thanks, yeah, man. See you later. Right, guys. Thanks. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.